In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. It's a funny morning, and I'm here with Ian Wright and Jack Duffin. How are you guys? I'm good. I don't even remember last time we had all three of us on the show. Big show needs big guests. Ian, how are you? Yeah, the weather sucks. It's last week we had a rainy, cloudy, cold victory Monday. Today we have a rainy, cold, windy losing Monday. Doesn't feel good, Paul. Doesn't feel good. Well, anyway, guys, we're not a weather podcast. We are a Cleveland Browns podcast. Guys, I was there yesterday. It was electric. It was amazing. Surely the Browns could win, did they? No. Ian, what's your thoughts? What, what, What went wrong? I mean, we had the best quarterback on the field, right? That's correct. But Jack, Jack, what was your first thoughts? Uh, it just, there was just no drive to get down the field. Um, it was really obvious early on. They were just going to sell out to stop the uh, run. And then there's no plan B. There's no passing game. And for me, that a lot of that falls on the wide receiver core and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think. Sorry, mate, I cut, cut you up. Sorry, God. No, they are who we thought they were. This is a team that now seven out of their last games has not scored 17 points. The one was against the Bengals. That's the exception to the rule at this point. We, we're not firing on any cylinder. You know, against the Lions, we were lucky enough to have the run game going. And that's right. I, I kept seeing people online like, oh, we need to run more. We need to run more. We have all these healthy running backs. Well, yeah, but they had eight defenders. They put eight defenders in the box. They would be second and 10. And they knew we were going to try to run that and they'd stop the run. It'd be third and nine. So you want them to keep running that? If you're only getting, you know, one yard, two yards. I mean, Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt both averaged 2.9 and 2.0 yards. Jack, how many times have you said it? I'll, I'll give you the floor on this. You need to pass to set up the run. The few runs they did have were set up by what, Jack? Was set up by the pass and quite frankly, <laughs> the, the modern NFL. If you don't have a quarterback and a passing game, shut up and go home. And you can have as many people that want to go back to the 1950s chatting about, oh, run the ball, run the ball, this, run the ball, that, Jim Brown. That's not the modern NFL. And the modern NFL does not care. You can have some effective running, but in the end of it, it does not matter. If Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill were playing that same Ravens defense they would have somewhere in the region of 600 plus yards and a TD on every single drive and that's not an exaggeration when you are playing three DBs you should be lighting up they would never have obviously played that against them Jack they did play do you remember how many points the Chiefs scored against that Ravens off a defense 35 
just to kind of touch their they, point. They weren't quite eight in the box against right. the Chiefs, though. No, they didn't play eight in the box against the Chiefs because the Chiefs, here's their drives. Touchdown, punt, punt, touchdown, 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 interception, punt, fumble. So they created turnovers. But touchdown, touch. Did you hear miss field goal? Did you hear field goal? You heard touchdown. You heard touchdown. The Ravens knew. The Browns defense played great. And we'll get down to that. But at the end of the day, you're right. They put eight in the box and they said, Baker beat us. And on a couple throws, he did. And listen, the wide receivers didn't help him out. I know we're talking about the offense here, Paul. So we'll just kind of naturally segue right into that. But at the end of the day, Baker was the best quarterback on the field by default. I mean, I say that a little bit tongue in cheek. There's a little satire in there for all those people out there. But Jack, I put this online last night and I think it holds true. In the fourth year, if there's a debate, is this my franchise guy? And then if you have fans going, was this loss his fault or not? You already have the answer to that question. Yeah. At the end of the day, it, it, he holds the responsibility. He is the man with the ability to lead. And look at my, yes, the wide receiver call could be better, but let's not kid ourselves. The New England wide receiver call isn't that much better. And no, but they catch the ball at least. Exactly. It's it's you just got to keep driving it, and there is all this. I'll run and we'll do a little bit of passing. That is something that lots of people said Stefanski bears no responsibility, it's not his fault. The play going Stefanski is due some of the responsibility here. He set up a team that relies on the run, and relying on the run in the 21st century is not acceptable. Is it okay what he's doing? Yeah, it's fine. If he was getting better play from the wide receivers, quarterback, it'd be okay but it's not going to be efficient to a level of spanking teams and winning Super Bowls. But Jack, he, the team isn't, wasn't, yes, they had a good running back. They had a good running game. But at the end of the day, at the beginning of the season, we had the most expensive wide receiver duo in the NFL. So the team wasn't set up to be like, we invested all of our money in a ground and pound three yards of dust and, you know, move on. We had all this money. Remember in training camp, Jack, we had so many wide receivers that other teams, Kadero Hodge was going to be the number one in Detroit. I haven't seen him out there. We had all this talent at wide receiver. Oh, Odell this. And yeah, he caught a touchdown against the uh, Packers in garbage time. whoop de doo dah Jarvis Landry actually at least caught a bunch of passes. I think other than the drop in the fourth quarter, probably his better QB game. What's, yeah, I mean, what? but the point is, is we were set up to pass. So we could use the run and at no point have we had the connection between a dominant pass game and then a complimentary run game to do what the Ravens did to us in the fourth quarter. Guys, what are we going to give the offense out of 10? One. Piss poor. Yeah. With, with that amount of turnovers to get that slower points, I think, I was going to say two, but I think one's perfect. Quarterback below 50% completion percentage, 247 yards, and you average 2.4 yards a carry, 17 carries for 40 yards, and you score 10 points against the defense that was giving up the most big plays in the NFL. You get a one, and that's lucky. Paul, you were there. Did you see? What did you see? Yeah, look. By the way, for all those, apologies for the background noise of Paul. He's sitting at uh, JFK Airport. Yeah, so I thought um... – there were some big moments where Baker actually drove the ball forward up the field. Uh, Landry, for example. Um, you know, the throw to Njoku. Okay, was it a catch? Was it not? But Catch. 
I thought Baker was looked comfortable and could have made it happen. Like I don't know why he threw it to Enjuku in the last game and there wasn't enough yards. You know, we could have at least tried to stretch it a little bit more. But yeah, I think um, I'm probably not as depressed or as negative as you guys. But I do understand my frustration was 12 minutes to go. This is a game we should be winning, even though we're the away team and we've come away there pathetically losers. You know, there's that meme of um, Les Snead, um, the Ravens, uh, the Rams GM, yes. which just is, is grayed out and it just says, F those picks. Um, because, hey, he likes trading picks. If I was a bit more tech savvy, what I would do is get a picture of Baker, gray it out, and then the right across the middle would say, F those open plays. And it happens time and time again that dudes are open and he doesn't make the play. And I don't know why he's not making the play. Is it, he's not as bad as Jared Goff, but is it that level of he just can't read the dudes that are out over there? Who knows? I don't know the problem, but there's a problem. Because dudes are getting open and that's Stefanski's job. Baker cannot get the ball to them and then they can't catch it. And that's both on Baker and the wide receiver court. And to be fair, part of that blame for the wide receiver court belongs with the front office. I love the front office, but they kept Jarvis Landry here. They kept OBJ here. The OBJ one was difficult because he was coming off an injury, but they could have moved on from Jarvis and gone and got someone else in free agency. They chose not to do that, and they are responsible for that. Um, but so Jack, they don't have another NFL wide receiver on the roster. I mean, you had to keep Jarvis Landry because oh, you no, couldn't. They could have you're right. You couldn't rely on Odell. But who, who are you going to go get? I mean, you could have got maybe a Kendrick Bourne as a guy we talked about, Josh Reynolds. These are like, I, I think I heard in the broadcast or one of the other ones, you're only as good as your third or fourth wide receiver. So you'd third, only been good three. as whoever you're going to go out. I think now it's possibly four, just these sets. I had no problem keeping Jarvis. And to be fair, it's odd to say he's probably been their most reliable, best wide receiver. This is taking away the tight ends. Yes, the bar is low. But when you think about, to your point about the plays, and this is where I think it's probably frustrating for Stefanski. It's frustrating for Baker Mayfield. And more importantly, it's frustrating for Paul Brown. Baker executes a flawless play action. He boots left. There are not one, but two wide open tight ends in the flat. And Baker looks at him. He looks, he goes, oh, oh, oh that's eight yards. And then he looks and says, oh, Donovan Peoples-Jones on a dig has five yards of separation between two safeties where he catches the ball and he's inside the 10-yard line. And he throws the ball that is 100% catchable, which is something we can't always say for Baker Mayfield. And he bats it down like a volleyball player. And you say, oh, why didn't he check it down to the tight end? He, he made a good, the guy, it's not like he threw into double coverage. If he threw into double coverage, I'd be eviscerated. He threw to a guy wide open at 10, 10 yard line. I would prefer him. Aaron Rodgers is throwing it down to the people's Jones. Every quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, ain't checking it down to a tight end. No, you take the shot that's there. If those safeties had bracketed down to the people's Jones, I have no, no doubt he dumps it off and gets 10 yards. And this is the opening drive of the game. He throws the ball, Donovan people's Jones drops it. He drops the ball, and now you're second and 10. And you say, well, we just hit that big pass play to Jarvis Landry for 36 yards. We just hit Harrison Bryant on that little out to the left for nine yards. 
Hand off to Chubb, four yards. Okay, I can take four-yard runs, third and six. Then, I don't know, he just throws the ball out of bounds. P.I., whatever it was. Now you're kicking a field goal, and you miss. So once you had set up the pass, you were getting four-yard runs. But on first and 10, you incomplete pass, and now it's second and 10, you run it, you get one yard. You get minus three yards. You get two yards. So you had to have the ability to put the foot on the throttle to start that game. And if Donovan Peoples catches that ball, Jack, you think they hand it off to Chubb and they pound that in for a touchdown on the opening drive? Yeah, I do. Baltimore, yep. At that point there, now we're going big because we got the ball in the red zone, and that's where you can run the ball on. Yeah, it's and just that's where we're not firing. And that's the frustrating part about it is you see Harrison Bryant make that nice play and you're just like, get your shit together. And then Jack Conklin blows out his knee and you're just like, oh, for sake. Yeah, Blake Hansen. It. I had some really high guard. hope for he's Blake Hansen, but uh... no, he's a guard. Let's yeah. be fair. In a guard role, he'd be fine. He is not a tackle. And I, you know what? That just tells you that, Jack, I don't like to toot our own horn, but beep, beep, James Hudson ain't ready. Because if James Hudson had a, a lick of ability, he'd be at right tackle, and he's not. And, guys, I know you could chip and you could run tight ends, and, yes, you could help him out. But if every single play you need six linemen, guess what you're not going to do? Pass the ball very effectively. Because now i got a running back keep in and a tight end. i only got three guys going out. And guess what? The Ravens in a cover zero can guard three guys, and you can't. Yeah, it's one that – the, the answer's not there, and it's, it's going to be a long, hard look at what they have to do in the offseason. There's going to be change. Um, I think losing Hubbard, Dan, that's that, that Hubbard is big. Uh, what about the defense, guys? All right, let's bring in the positivity. Are you going, are you thinking in your number? Let's just say this. Yeah, so I'm Paul, between two numbers. Who's, who's your game ball go to? On defense. We're not going to get one on the offense. Uh, Clowney. Okay, Clowney. Okay. I, I, so I heard his name more than any than any game he's had before, so he clearly wants some money. Jack, who would you give it to? Because I think you probably have somebody you... I'm going to go for a guy. He played 68 out of 80 snaps, which I think has got to be by far the most he's played this season. And that is Joe okay. I was going to say, Joe okay. guy, Joe Absolutely okay. bald. He wasn't number one for PFF, but he absolutely balled out. Um, and it was really interesting to know who's there's one dude at linebacker that's taken a lot of heat in the past and had a really, really good season so far in the spot that he's been given. And that's Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson dropped all the way down to three snaps. So if you're going to look at a reason why they drafted Joe K, uh, Lamar Jackson seems to be it. Um, and it. he was asked to do a job and he did that job phenomenally well. I, I texted you guys. I sent this to a few guys, Paul. I don't know if you could tell in person the defense that the speed on defense was absolutely a factor yesterday and JOK, he missed a couple. There was a couple plays that I think as he grows past, I think he's like 20, 21, he's real young. I think in about two years, he has that speed and a little bit of strength. I think you're talking a guy who is going to remind people of Troy Palomalu. I think you're talking about a guy who has that type of closing speed. The one play he made where they ran that little check down screen to Malcolm Brown in the flat, or I'm sorry, Marquise Brown in the flat. And he was like a gangbusters. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't stop his feet. And he drove the tackling radius right through that little skinny guy's legs and put him on the ground. And that's how you tackle. Not like Graham Delpit, who actually played pretty well yesterday. Not going diving into the piles, but great tackle. Yes. So, yes, I would say JOK as well. And my 
uh, the other one, I think another best game of his season. I thought John Johnson, the third, I thought he played pretty well. Surely got to be his best game so far as a Brown, because he's had some uh, questionable performances. Uh, it was second best to Cincy. I would say, I was going to say fantastic in terms of that interception, which was kind of luck, but I'll still give it to him. Uh, Denzel Ward continues. I, you don't hear his name throughout the, throughout the game. I know that I think PFF graded him. Uh, I think he was pretty low, but did he do anything, Jack? Um, I mean, I think stats, he had one tackle. Um, he had an interception, six targets, four receptions. So I PFF oddly gave the Mark Andrews touchdown to him. That's can't be right. He was standing off to the side with Rashad Bateman. Uh, he's got one I, TD I was, against him. Yeah, there was only was one right. TD in the game. Nah, I was right yeah. next to it, actually where the touchdown was, and it looked like uh, Ward was to- Ward was the closest to him. He was like no man's land. He just turned around, caught the ball, but Ward was running towards me. But Ward, I think, was guarding Rashad Bateman. I mean, we'll have to look at all 22s because the play happened so far behind the line of scrimmage. You couldn't, there was no angle of the end zone because nobody thought that he'd throw the ball 35 yards to a wide open tight end in the middle of the end zone. I, I, I think I've got to go I'll with turn, what we gonna give it? I think I'm going nine. I was, I was considering 10, but I think I'm going to go nine. Yeah. I mean, five pressures or five total pressures, three hurries, a hit, a sack for Miles Garrett. Um, yes. To your point, uh, Paul, five pressures, four hurries, and a hit with Jadavian Clowney. Um, JOK had a sack. Um, and Jordan Elliott, I thought, had great interior pass rush on the one play. I think that he did anything on. But, um, yeah, overall, the defense didn't commit that many stupid penalties, to be fair. That roughing the passer on Jadavian Clowney was not roughing the passer on Jadavian Clowney. That was a load of BS. And, Jack, what – it's stupid. I get it. But the Malik McDowell one on the sideline, I mean, it's Lamar Jackson who, what did he do later in the game? Fake going out of bounds and tucks it back up into the play for extra yards. He puts a half a foot on the sideline and you bump him and he dives like an act, like a soccer player. And he gets a penalty for that. I mean, yes, it's stupid to touch him. Maybe just grab him and hold him up. But I thought that was real ticky tack. It's a what stupid a play. And stupid games got you a stupid prize, but eh, I can't be mad at Malik McDowell about that. Yeah, and none of that stuff bothers me too much with this. It's the little tiny bits. It's the stupid fouls people give away um, that really we ended, What did we end the game with? Uh, five penalties, 45 yards, I believe. Find, I haven't yeah. got penalties here. Oh, sorry. I got uh, penalties right here. I got it. Um, Oh, wait, that was penalty. Yeah, five for 45, and 30 of them were on those two plays. So that means they had three five-yarders outside of that. One was illegal procedure and stuff. Um, Greg Newsom, by the way, I like him. Man. He's going to be great. Yeah. he He's physical. I love the swag, the recovery speed. You know, and if you got Ward greedy, and then if Delpit can be something, I mean, obviously he sat out that first season. But, Paul, I think to, your, to what you're saying about that, did you notice that speed on defense? Yeah, defense speed looked awesome. And, uh, yeah, every time the defense had the ball, we think we're going to get it back. And I haven't seen that for a long time with the Cleveland Browns. So, um, yeah, I was super, super excited about that. Um, just just to straighten on the offense, basically. And uh, uh, I also think the defense is a real strong team. 
a lot of social media stuff then together, hanging out together. Guys, I need to board special teams really quickly. The, the missed field goal, Jim Donovan, I think, said it best. Chase McLaughlin is leaking oil. That was that was Donovan's quote. Um, I honestly, the return game has continued to be a non-factor. I think our one punt return went backwards. Uh, Jojo Natson, Blue Jacks, um, chance at any sort of special teams grade on the opening kickoff by getting a whole whopping 73 yard return that netted him 15 yards. Uh, I thought Jamie Gillen had a pretty decent game. The one they're going to get him on is that 33 yarder when they were trying to block it. So I'm, I thought Gillen was by far the best piece of the special teams unit. Um, five, yeah, five. Mm. It didn't really hurt us. It didn't really, yeah. well, the one missed kick. I'm tempted to give him a, a four for that because I think potentially just because of what happened in the game, you're not as forcing it as much and you can potentially go to overtime. So I want to give him a four just because with it being such a tight game, you need them to step up and missing that mm. field goal had massive knock on consequences. Real quick, the odd thing I found about that, because when McLaughlin hit that field goal, it was pipe center and it was a tight. So when you have balls that, and I'll, I'll just tell you this a little bit because I know people fall asleep when I start talking about kicking. So when you kick a ball, watch Justin Tucker, it is a tight rotation ball and you want it turning on a 180 degree axis. The minute it starts to flub is when the wind can really take it. And I thought McLaughlin hit a pretty good ball on that first one. And then it got about 20, 25 yards away. And then just, it just blew to the side. Yet when Tucker does it, and I don't know if he just puts that much force into it, because much like a, you, you counteract wood speed with force, right? So the more you kick a tight ball through it, you're going to have less variation. So I don't know if Justin Tucker is just a perfect kicker for that type of thing, but I didn't think it was a bad ball. It wasn't like the one I saw there was a kick earlier in the, in the day, somebody kicked it. It was a, a Hopkins from the chargers. That thing just looked like a dead duck right off his foot. So it was a tight ball. I'm not going to kill him. That's why I'm going five. We'll take that. It, it's one where it, it's going to be tough. Um, the rest of the season, the odds are massively against the Browns now to make the playoffs. Um, it's not impossible stage yet, but we're sitting on the unlikely side of the spectrum. Um, well, you they're going to the need out. some upsets. You got it. You at this point, we said it before. You had margin of error, one game. You've lost it. So the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Bengals. You need to go three and zero. Yeah, you got to go three and zero. You have to now go four and two in the division. You got to hope that the Steelers continue to leak oil like they are. The Bengals, bad now, good again. Maybe the Steelers are bad. I don't know. I can't. I can't read this team. I mean, they go out and lose to the Jets, and then they absolutely demolish the Steelers. I don't know. Mike White throws for four hundred on him, and Roethlisberger can't complete a pass. But we're not a Steelers podcast either. But you know, overall, I, I will say I, he, I'll kill him on one play, Ronnie Harrison, another. I thought he had his best game as a Brown this season. Um, other than that one, just absolute kerfuffle with Andrews. And, you know, I think it's hard sometimes for these guys that are running around out there. We can see on TV what Mar Jackson's doing. Ronnie Harrison can't see that from 40 yards down the field. You know, I actually think if he didn't grab Andrews, Andrews probably wouldn't have caught that ball. So I think, you know, by grabbing him, he actually kind of like stabilized his body on the fall, which allowed him to catch it. But, you know, I thought from a tackling standpoint, I thought Harrison was really effective in the run game. I thought Delpit, uh, Troy Hill, 
I know he was on limited snaps, but I thought he was out there being effective coming back from his injury. And another guy, Sione Takitaki. I mean, we, you know, we, he was a third or third or fourth round pick. I remember which one round we took him in, in the role he plays against this team. I thought he played pretty well. I mean, I know we talk about Mac Wilson only having, you know, three snaps on, uh, on defense, but you know, uh, Takitaki had 26 snaps and no missed tackles. So pretty good job out of him. Malcolm Smith is another one. I, I know we were talking about it at season, but man, that guy has just stepped up and played really well. And in the role they have him in, he's a dumb. The linebacker room is performing massively above expectation. Guys, one thing I want to say is watching it from live in the stadium, one thing I noticed was a lot of mistakes, i.e., too many people on the pit, on the field. Oh, it was, that lot. was embarrassing. Yeah, I thought special yeah. teams three. I, I forgot about that. I blocked it from um, my memory. I congratulated Kevin Stefanski for seeing 12 dudes out there call the timeout. And then they left 12 dudes out there. It's whoever's job it needs to be either needs to be fired or stand nearer to the defensive, the um, offensive coordinator, whoever's making the, the calls, because you cannot be doing that. Paul, how far away were you from Mike Prefer when that happened? Yeah, I was, I was behind the corner of the Browns uh, thing. Yeah, and I saw him going mental. He's going absolutely crazy. Yeah, it looked like it on he TV. Grabbed, he, grabbed the, he grabbed the person and then he just like, like started Now we're lo- Paul's, we got Paul like Chase McLaughlin. He's leaking oil. But uh, no, it's, it's one that they, they need to get their heads screwed on, right? We've got a bye week. It's, we could have done with it about two weeks ago. And um, before the Detroit game, um, straight out of that Cincy game into a bye week would have been good for us just to get everything sorted. But um, Bacon needs to come out really, really hot. Um, he needs to absolutely ball out the rest of the season, else he could really, really be on notice. And listen, we talked a little bit about the bye week and some of the shows and stuff. We're going to talk Baker. We're going to talk Baker in another show. Um, we're obviously going to fill some content. Apologies for not having a pregame. Obviously, Paul was bopping around the U.S. He's in JFK now, and he was driving to Baltimore. And we'll, whenever we get him back to a landline, we'll get a full recap on his U.S. visit. But, yeah, I mean, listen, we know the Baker situation. We know the state of the receiver core. We know the state of the offensive line. And, you know, we obviously came into the season with a lot of high expectations and we're just, we're just not meeting it. And we, there's plenty of rhyme reason and understandings and excuses can be made, but you know, it it is a little disheartening to watch a fan base sit there after a game and instantly try to get like their yard sign in the, whether it was, was it Baker's fault or was it not Baker's fault? You know, I just, as I said to a buddy of mine on Twitter yesterday, I just, I'm so sick of the excuses. You know, Aaron Rodgers has a fractured toe and is putting passes in just absolutely unbelievable windows, right? Nobody's sitting there complaining about his, his injuries. Burrow's hurt. He's throwing dimes. Like, we don't make excuses for any other quarterbacks in the league because of a foot or all oh, his elbow. He's fine. He quarterback sneaked him for two yards with a bad bum shoulder, allegedly. He's fine. Stop giving the guy excuses. I get it. We haven't had a quarterback in 20 years, and he's probably the better, best one we've had by default. But stop treating the guy with kid gloves. We'll save a little bit more of that. Jack, anything you want to add? No, that's it. We'll, we'll do, drop in with some shows this week. We'll sit down uh, and record a few more. We'll throw a load at you. I have a really good look at everything going on. And I'll tell you about my Doug Deacon, Jim Donovan, 
Scottish Hammer, Higgins, World Exclusive Meetups. There you go. Well, as we always say, go Browns. Real, real quick update. I don't know if you saw it earlier. Aditi Kikabwala's tweet. I mean, it's from a few hours ago, but from everything I'm told, Stefanski genuinely loves calling plays on game day. But when you're down only three and six points all game, why are you getting away from your butter, the run game? Is it fair for the head coach to be CEO and Alex Van Kapelt to handle plays? This is just an example of a media person that has no idea. Yeah, I always thought she was really good, but that comment just shows she, she, she probably wasn't watching the game, um, which is weird because one of us. No, they are. Fans. They're just they're trained. There's a mind belief like, well, they're good at it, so keep doing it. That's what. That's what that is. Yeah, but uh, she might have the game on, but she's not properly watching it. Anyone sat there watching eight in the box is thinking, why are you still running this? Um, the the fans who were switched on and lots of listeners, hey, I, I saw you guys tweeting. Um, they, they were saying, stop, stop running the ball. Um, no one who was genuinely watching and understanding the game was calling for more running. But, um, I was hoping they were going to go five wide. Anyways, Paul, send us off as you send off back over to Heathrow. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.